0: The ABC's a Greek Oh, the ABC's a Greek The ABC's a Greek Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas.
1: I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline.
0: And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series, Greek, episode by episode.
1: And we wanted to take a moment to shout out another one of our five-star reviewers, Han J. Ray. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews. We seriously appreciate it so much, you guys. And it really helps us out. So thank you again and keep leaving them. We love reading them.
2: This week, we are recapping episode 13, Highway to the Discomfort Zone. It originally aired April 7th, 2008 and the imdb summary for the episode is Cappy tells casey about him dating rebecca and that he's going to be her date for the big sister little sister double casey finds a great date but he turns out to be not what he appears rusty hopes the pledge project will bond him with the other pledges but they have other ideas and dale offers to make calvin straight (laughs) i'm gonna go out on the limb and say this is the most cancelable episode that we've watched thus far. Yeah, there's a lot of tough stuff. This episode was directed by Nick Mark, written by Patrick Sean Smith and Carter Covington.
0: Great. So the episode begins at Dobblers and Casey and Ashley are checking out the quote, yummy boy buffet, mm-hmm. meaning uh, I guess some other eligible bachelors at CRU who are chilling at Dobblers. And Ashley, you know, she's wearing a new top from Forever 21. And she's really excited to get back out there. You know, she's like, Casey, we're both single now. You know, we got to test the waters. And then Casey is really hesitant. She says that she's not ready to start dating again, which honestly fair, you know, she recently went through a big breakup. She's president of ZBZ, but she does agree to be Ashley's wing woman. The guys send drinks over to their table or so they think. Um, so a waitress comes by and brings these two what appear to be Cosmos over to their table. And Casey's immediately like, we can't drink these. You know, these are coming from two guys. There are two drinks i'm not interested but then she remembers that she's wing womaning
1: also take them anyway like just take it. yeah i
0: was annoyed that she was even like resisting the drink at all because i was like it's a free cosmo yeah but then uh the bartender immediately comes back and she's like oh these actually aren't for you um they're for these other two gals and this is really random but for some reason i i honestly was not looking that closely at the screen at this part For a second, I thought one of the gals who they were delivering the drink to was Amy Schumer. It definitely is not, but I thought it was like I had to rewind. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, is she on Greek? Because I mean, this was 2008. Really anything was possible. But yeah, the drinks are not for them. Casey and Ashley's confidence is just crushed.
2: Well, and I think they're kind of establishing too that the... ZBZs were like social pariahs. Like guys, for Mm. some reason, don't want to date them because of the article, as if guys would care.
1: This, like, it's gone on too long at this point. It's getting ridiculous. No frat guys would be like, we're not fucking with the hottest girls on campus because of this article that happened months ago.
2: Like, yeah, I I don't think guys would care if the article was written Two days ago. I know I'm not sure they're thinking about that when they're sending drinks over, but we get the idea that this is really plaguing them socially.
0: Totally. And I mean it's honestly, I'm not sure most guys would even know that they were ZBZs. Or uh,
2: better yet, read the school newspaper.
0: It's a bit unclear, but yeah, they're setting up that. They are definitely not sought after by anyone at the moment. And then we cut to the Capitao house. The guys are having chapter and Rusty is sitting in like a little cage by himself a dog Dog. dog pen yeah it's like a little dog pen and he had just cleaned the bathroom but he's all alone like no other pledges are there it's just rusty
1: and he's wearing dog ears and it's Mm -hmm. giving full ick it's ick he's crossed over into complete ick territory
0: the
2: sign on the dog cage says pledge pen. Yeah
0: I don't I something about this made me very uncomfortable. Then immediately the door opens and the pledges roll in and Cappy's immediately like you know where were you guys and they whip out flowers from behind their back being like we just picked some flowers from the Omega Chi house as though you know it's okay and acceptable that they were late because they were doing this sort of, you know, camaraderie building event that was also going against the Omega Chi's. And that's when Cappy establishes its time for the Pledge project and this is also where we meet a new cast member dave franco who i did not realize i for a second i was like oh that guy like
2: that is a common feeling with dave franco i once saw him on a hike at the hollywood sign when i lived in la and i was like that guy looks familiar never seen him in my life but i just he looks really familiar they walked away my friend that i was with was like that was Dave Franco. Common feeling.
0: Honestly, I thought it was Zac Efron for a second because um, he's kind of blurry and he has the Zac Efron haircut. And then, yeah. um, then I did a quick IMDb stock, and it was Dave Franco.
2: And they're both always playing fraternity brothers, like constantly.
0: Oh, totally. And then we're back at CBZ. Casey is leading chapter, you know, closely accompanied by Lizzie. Casey's talking about how the girls can't take showers longer than three minutes. And Lizzie kind of chimes in and she's like, because they're saving water. Yeah, Lizzie's
1: a big like environmentalist
0: apparently (laughs) yeah like three minutes but yeah she she chimes in and everyone is you know dissatisfied you can kind of see Casey cringing to even say it but she's kind of just doing it to to please Lizzie and that's when Casey also announces it's ZBZ big sister little sister week and that's when Lizzie also hops on the mic and she is quick to be like, this is the most important week of your entire life and your entire relationship. ZBCs all over the country will be doing doing something with orchids. I couldn't quite understand what she was saying, but (laughs) then Casey talks about the events for the week. They're going to be doing a volunteer event at the like dog shelter and then a double date dash at Doggler's, and they're finishing out the week with a tea. Rebecca is like in sitting there glaring at Casey. She is, you know, which is a little surprising because they kind of ended the last episode on decent terms. uh, But it seems like that really didn't change anything for Rebecca She is glaring at Casey. Casey then actually is pretty nice to her and says, you know, maybe we should kind of put this behind us and be quote, non enemies.
1: Mm -hmm. And Ash is like, this week is gonna be so tense. And yeah, you know it is. It's like every other week in the ZBZ house.
0: I know, right? It's like when is there not some sort of tense event happening? And like honestly, I don't know how Casey handles this like constant anxiety. Like she she just survived hiding an entire party from the dean of her college. Now she has to do Big Sister Little Sister week with her arch nemesis. And then we are back at Capitau. Uh, Rusty kind of charges into the backyard where everybody is or sorry not everybody the pledges are hacky sacking and you know this is once again very 2008 when hacky sacking was like the cool thing to do but Cappy's like you know jump in there show them how to I think he says show them how to hack yeah I for some reason thought he said show them how to act and that's why I was a little confused and then I realized he actually said hack but Rusty joins in and then like kicks it right over the fence party fell he's officially not a good hacky sacker Mm -hmm. but um that's when also cappy and we like come out with like a mic and they start saying you know everybody get excited we have a special surprise for all, all of our pledges and then they introduce the one and only egyptian joe who you know back from the vesuvius party i guess was the one who sort of started that volcano. Well,
2: that he announced it, like he's talking about the pledge project and he says that Vesuvius was his pledge mm-hmm. class's project.
0: That's right. Yeah, and he's like, you know, famous because of it. Like right. he, even though he is a college graduate chilling at a frat house all day, he is a legend. <laughs>
1: yeah, he clearly peaked in college and it's not moving on. He looks...
2: 45 he probably is the years have not been kind to egyptian joe no <laughs>
0: he's yeah.
2: terrifying and also like he has a very strange
1: cadence like yeah it's but... like a weird affectation yeah and he's it's... speaking with Purposely, like very deep it's like somebody trying to do a bad johnny depp impression <laughs> exactly that's
2: exactly yeah. what it sounds like and he's like pumping the guys up for this uh Group project. It sounds like yeah,
0: he's making it seem like oh, if your group project is you know amazing, then you can you can end up like me too. Then it kind of it kind of sets the scene for these. This group of pledges is going to be doing a pledge project at some point, and you know it's this huge deal. So then we're in Cappy's room, and Rebecca shows up, or she's actually in the room already. And Cappy opens the door. Rebecca is looking. She actually reminded me a lot of not another glee parallel but she was dressed very rachel berry
2: she is very rachel berry i really liked her outfit is something wrong with me i like no i liked it too i like the boots
0: it was cute it was like a mini skirt um and like a polo i think yeah i didn't see
2: the polo i just i just saw the like black boots which I. it was
0: very like private school in 2008
1: vibes um glee is also in ohio oh my god but it's a public uh, school they exist in the same universe. Glee is in Ohio, right? Yeah, and not me. Exactly. McKinley. Uh, yeah, McKinley High.
0: We're in Lima, Ohio. <laughs> I really remember a lot of the details.
1: This is becoming a
2: like weird Glee crossover pod, like those episodes of like on Disney Channel of like uh Suite Life of Zack and Cody, where Hannah Montana would just show up. <laughs> Rugrats Gone Wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, she's sitting there um, dressed in a cute outfit and Rebecca's like, I accept. And he's like, you know, what do you accept? And she's like, you know, your invitation to go on a date. And then he's like, or then Rebecca also volunteers, like maybe we should just go to the ZBZ house and like make out on the front lawn right now too. And Cappy's like, okay, well that does sound exciting to me, but also like immediately he knows that there are ulterior motives here. Uh, Rebecca's quick to be like, this has nothing to do with, Casey but she does say she's like Casey did something so different today that was honestly the worst thing she could have ever done
1: and scary
0: yes so scary and Cappy's like what was that And she's like she was nice to me and I think it's kind of because and correct me if I'm wrong I was getting the idea that Rebecca likes the like sort of push and pull with her relationship with Casey
1: I feel I feel like she wavered even in this See, like she's saying that she wants to go rub this in her face but then when Cappy is saying like I think a peace treaty would make it easier for us she's like I don't want Casey to think I was being nice to her to get to you and then she's gonna hate me again it's like well then why do you want to go make out on the front lawn like it didn't make any sense I don't think Rebecca knows how to have friends Mm. it's very jarring
2: she doesn't know how to like behave I feel like
0: it's true. She's probably figured that, you know, I think she senses that Casey does want to be her friend. And I think there's a desire there for Rebecca too. I just don't think she quite knows how to express that.
2: Yeah. Because Casey says in that scene at ZBZ, like we don't really have anything to fight over anymore. Like Evan's out of the picture, you know, we've kind of moved on. And, and so is Franny. Yeah. And there's no, nothing for us to really like be competitive over at this point. Well, (laughs) little does she know.
0: Yeah. And Cappy does tell Rebecca he he owes it to Casey to tell her. And he's like, I'm going to do it myself, you know, and I actually really respect that. Like that was too. Yeah.
2: It was very adult of him. It was shockingly responsible.
0: Truly. And yeah, Rebecca and Cappy are cute together. There is something definitely magnetic about them. I think parents, that's, you know, I
1: hate it. them together but whatever <laughs> it's it's just annoying to me I just no we need your point of view because like I'm
2: somehow becoming team Rebecca and, yeah. I mean obviously I want him to end up with Casey obviously like that is the end goal of course
0: I don't hate them yet. yeah they
1: have chemistry <laughs> I just feel like she's, like, she's just too manipulative for me. And Mm. I think that Cappy, even though Casey consistently (laughs) implies that he's a terrible person, (laughs) that we don't really have any evidence of that, I feel like he's a good person. And I think he deserves somebody who is not terrible to everybody else except him.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I think, yeah, Cappy is, you know, a lot more pure, I think, with a lot of his intentions than Rebecca.
1: I love a
2: rom-com trope of, like... Hates
0: everyone but you though, so I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sucker for it too. I just think I don't know something about it is cute to me. As we get further into the episode, I think that my belief does start to waver a little bit when I start to see when I start to see how it does impact Casey eventually. So yeah, she says she's like, "This is the last time I'm going to be Rapunzel and sneak out of your window." Um, so she climbs out the window, which I guess I wonder how high it is or how difficult that is.
1: One story, I think. All of these houses are <laughs> so easily broken into. Yeah. There may be like a trellis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very Sound of Music trellis. Um, And so then we're in Rusty in Dale's room and Calvin shows up. It's just Dale alone in his room. He's knitting And Calvin is caught a little bit off guard by the fact that he's knitting. Dale then kind of, you know, uses his opportunity to confront Calvin and say, you know, have you thought about my offer, you know, sort of to convert, um, I guess essentially his offer of conversion therapy that he he did when they were at that, like sort of um, campus event activity thing. And um, Calvin, I think is, In a way, he's getting, I think, some sort of, like, enjoyment or, like, entertainment value. Dale is just so misguided that Calvin is entertained by that.
1: Yeah, it's like a spectacle. It's like how, like, we love to watch documentaries about, like, fundamentalist, like, Christian groups. And you can't look away Yeah, what is going on here.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's like a social experiment that he's willing to, he's willing to go down, I think, just because he's, like, genuinely curious. Even though he's... Yeah, he's bored. He's also going into it with the idea, I think, to kind of challenge what Dale is going to be telling him, or at least that's kind of sort of where it starts to go. But he kind of immediately starts to challenge Dale by being kind of flirty with him and gives him this really intimate hug which I think is like, it catches Dale really off guard because Dale is not used to being around gay people. He's also doesn't seem to be very comfortable with physical intimacy at all, but it's just really funny to watch Calvin do that. And like, it's just like how uncomfortable Dale is.
1: Yeah, he says like, let me fix you. Cause Calvin says- You think because I'm gay, I want to be straight.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, he doesn't even get it. He just says that he thinks that Calvin doesn't want to be like that. And I think Calvin's just like, okay, let's see what you have in store. This is insane.
2: He also says at some point that, like, this choice that you've made or something, and Calvin's like, you think that I chose to be gay. Like, Dale's thought process is so deeply warped. Yeah, that I think Calvin's just like, I guess I'm along for this ride. Like, I have nothing else to do right now.
0: Calvin's just desperate for a good time. And like, this is what it's resulted in.
1: It's painful.
0: It really is. It, it's, yeah. It's least If are
1: aware though, like, I feel like if this was happening on like 7th Heaven, there would be like, yeah. they'd be like, well, this is kind of a valid side to the argument where right. it, this shows very much. I, I mean, I don't know if there was a, gay conversion episode of seventh heaven but like it's very tongue-in-cheek totally like they know like it's a dale's perspective is
2: immediately a joke which it should be (laughs) yeah it's absurd
0: so now casey and ashley are walking through campus and casey's trying to give ashley some ideas of guys she could bring to the double date dash at Dobbler's. Possible suitors. Yes, possible suitors. And then Ashley, she's not, she's kind of shutting them all down. And Ashley says that there's this hot foreign exchange student who winked at her. (laughs) And Casey asks where he's from. And I'm pretty sure Ashley says, hot manistan. Oh God! Which is just also like cringe. Just like what I think. I think Dang. Ashley. I think the joke is that Ashley just doesn't know where he's from, but right. it's it's a bit cringe. And then Casey kind of says, you know, she's going to go solo to the date dash. She's super busy being president. And then they run into Cappy, who is wearing an orange vest. And it's funny because Casey comments on Cappy's vest, but then. Ashley was also wearing a vest. Did you guys notice that? Is it a community service vest? <laughs> like Ashley's was more stylish, but it was like a stylized vest. Big scene for vests. Cappy is wearing a vest and Casey comments on it, but I just thought it was funny <laughs> that Ashley was also wearing one. <laughs> like it's just a very different kind of vest. Um, but Cappy's doing his community service. So that's why he's in a vest. Ashley, we're not sure why she's in the vest, but Cappy approaches Casey and He's like, I think we need to talk about dating. And she's like, okay, I think I know where this is going. He, listen, we're friends. And she, you know, thinks he's maybe trying to like flirt or like start something up again. But then Cappy says, you know, I'm actually dating someone. So Casey kind of like, her voice starts to get a little bit higher. And she's like, oh, like, who's the lucky girl? (laughs) And then Cappy says, Rebecca. And she goes, Rebecca who? (laughs) And then I think Casey immediately knows um, that it's Rebecca Logan. And, you know, she finds out that it's her. She She's having a really hard time digesting this news. She really can't, similar to her brother, she has zero chill sometimes. So that ends on kind of a really awkward sort of sour note. And we kind of see this like change in Casey.
1: She like scampers away. She goes, wow, my little sis, that's fantastic. And then like, shuffles away it is kind of weird to like approach somebody like I get where Cappy's coming from and it probably was the right thing to do but it is a little weird and he did just kind of bombard her in the middle of the day
0: yeah and even though it's college where it's like I guess you are working from a smaller dating pool it's still like CRU is like a pretty large university or so it seems yeah so it's it is it is you know I could see why Casey is cringing and then we're back at Capital. the pledges are brainstorming projects so they this is when we establish that dave (laughs) franco's nickname is gonzo from muppets take manhattan
2: and then that's when rusty finds out that like all the guys have been seeing movies together and hanging out without him like he's basically been excluded from all these pledge events and he finds that out because Dave Franco's new pledge name is Gonzo.
1: Wait but it's actually even lamer than that because they watched what what was it Muppets Take Manhattan when they went on a trip to the mall of America which sounds so boring. They are lame and so is Rusty.
2: (laughs) Yeah they're all lame in their own unique ways. How far is
1: like isn't the Mall of America in Minnesota? How far is that from? Well, that's I why they know. had to have the overnight trip. I remember as a kid watching like so many travel documentaries about Mall of America. That did yeah. you guys, like there was a lot was a of hype. Specials. There was a lot of hype on the Mall of America. The in, roller coaster. Like, the
0: roller coaster. I I remember thinking like a girl came back from like elementary school saying she went on the roller coaster in the Mall of America, and I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, how. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would just slurp that content up, travel channel, just go, 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 go.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I knew a couple people that went and I was fascinated by their tales
0: so maybe we can, can do can a live fly. show a live podcast from the mall of america
2: yes from the roller coaster <laughs> guys i'm gonna go with i'm not on board with that but you can <laughs> you can zoom in
0: <laughs> yeah rusty find out they went to the mall of america and he's like you went on a trip without me and it's, it's honestly kind of sad But Rusty actually pitches this like really sort of advanced high tech idea of like doing some sort of cool video game thing, which sounds like a lot of work, but also would probably be pretty cool. And I think-
1: Especially in 2008, that would be
0: a lot of work. Yeah. Oh gosh. Like if anyone's up for the challenge, it's Rusty. But think about how cool that would be. Like if they had like their own customized capital video game, Ben Bennett is really on a- like a rampage this episode for Rusty. Uh, he hates him. Yeah, he completely hates him, and he uh, he's like, we're not going to do that. That's too much effort. Like, we're not going to learn because he's like, who would do it? And Rusty's like, I would, and I could teach you. And you know, Dave, aka Gonzo, and Ben are just not. They're like, they're like, we're not going to put in the energy to learn how to do that. Let's do something that's going to be so much fun and not a lot of effort also known as a tire swing.
1: Rusty knows that this is not what Cappy wants, but also he's like kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place because the guys are kind of shutting him down. I think he shouldn't, his first pitch out of the gate shouldn't have been video game.
0: (laughs) That's fair. It's a little ambitious.
2: It's just- What would you have pitched? Probably tire swing. (laughs) (laughs) I liked the ethos of, most fun least amount of work <laughs> i was like fair enough good for you ben bennett they don't I'm, execute it well but the idea is not bad
0: tire swings are fun like but did you guys ever go on them when you were younger and like someone would spin it around and then it would like whip around so fast that you would feel <laughs> so dizzy and so sick oh
2: my god yeah. i just think of like the bridge to terabithia and oh how that book truly traumatized she me did not child.
1: need to die no. <laughs> so I would, I sobbed over that.
2: In, in class, I sobbed over the book. We read it in class in fifth grade and I was shaking at my desk.
0: Wait, and you I'm guys sorry. know I went to high school with the girl who was in Bridge to Terabithia.
1: How long did you go to high school with her? The whole time?
0: Ah, the whole time.
1: What's happening?
0: Okay. I, know, I love how that reveal know. came on the pod. Yeah, maybe she'll come on the pod and we can do like a Patreon episode on Bridge to Terabithia.
1: Are you friends?
0: I might say friendly. Okay, I'm that's like, enough. I'm like scared someone from my high school is going to listen to this now and try to be like, no, you weren't. <laughs> no, I'd say we I were hope friendly. are
2: listening and they're a hater because that means <laughs> there totally are right. Maybe Anna Sophia Robb is our one one-star review. <gasps>
1: Guys, if you gave us the one-star review, come clean. We just want to (laughs) talk. Anyway, so now Rusty rushes over to the ZBZ house to find Casey. And Casey is a flutter after the whole Cappy-Rebecca reveal. And she says, I'm having a bad day. Can we skip to the tender moment? (laughs) And Rusty says his entire pledge class hates him. And Casey says that he was never popular, so this should be comfortable. And then Rusty says, it's like they're a boy band and I'm the fat one. To which Casey says, it's pronounced fatone. Uh, they got us with that fat phobia. They love fat phobia. They they're obsessed <laughs> with it.
0: Yeah, the fat phobia, it's not specific to women. And It's like, at first, it was like, let's be fat phobic of all the women. Now it's like, let's just bring in everybody.
1: And also, I'm sorry, is there a trope of having a, a fat boy band member? <laughs> they're all like, oh. look prepubescent. Casey suggests to make handmade gifts and holds up yet another ZBZ <laughs> original um, handmade frame. They love a puffy paint frame. And they all look bad, which I think is so funny. Like they're so really bad. The craftsmanship is horrendous. And that's kind of all she can give him in this moment. She's just like, I don't have time for this. Do some handmade gifts. The girls love these. Clearly it worked when Ashley went to drop it off at the Omega Kai house for Calvin and accidentally outed him in the process. That really is it's how they roof. solve conflict. It's how they solve conflict. Give them a handmade frame. I will say, I don't mind that she rebuffed Rusty. He
2: literally just finds her to emotionally unload. Yeah, it's it's like true. trauma dump he needs a therapist not a sister he needs to go see the school therapist at this yeah you can't just show up in her life whenever like something like he it's constant I mean it was the premise of the show but geez Rusty
0: I know I feel like I sometimes do that to my roommate even though I do have a therapist
1: (laughs) but especially if Casey is setting a boundary and saying that she can't handle it right now don't true. Yeah. Yes. As long as you say, can I trauma dump real quick? <laughs> then
0: you're in the clear to do it.
1: But he never asks.
0: Never. Exactly.
1: Can I say something triggering? <laughs> <laughs> Calvin now shows up at Dale's storm for the purity pledge meeting. And Sanjay, who is, what is, he's in community. What character was he in community? Mm. He always plays, like, the character
0: who's
1: off and a little strange. He's funny, but, yeah, that's always the character he plays. And this guy's just staring at Calvin, and Dale says he's never seen a gay guy before. And there's another guy staring at Calvin, which, like, I'm not sure if the implication is that this guy might also be gay, and is there kind of, like, oh that's what I thought. Trying to fight
0: (laughs) off those feelings. Yeah,
1: for conversion therapy. Yeah it's it's like murky what's happening there and calvin's looking around and he's like oh so you guys all hang out with just guys and you don't have sex with girls and he's like implying that the whole meeting is kind of has like homosexual undertones which i don't i think he's going right over dale's head Mm-hmm. and nothing else really happens in that scene he no, doesn't stay. he doesn't it just kind of puts away but we get the like it's just dale's
2: ongoing quest like this is the first stop on dale's very long conversion therapy quest yeah. yeah that isn't gonna work but of course he's gonna keep trying and like you said everything that calvin is saying goes right over
1: dale's head Right over. So now we are at the ZBZ event at the animal shelter. Casey shows up and she's being super nice to Rebecca. And not even in like a totally fake way. I think she's trying. Maybe in a minutely fake way. There's a box of puppies and all the girls gather around. And it's held by this shelter volunteer named Jonah. And dare I say, I detect a spark between Miss Cartwright and Jonah. And it it might be the box of puppies. It might be chemistry, who's to say. Also Casey's hair is so straight in this scene. We haven't seen it this straight since she said her hair is that straight because she needs business. (laughs) Jonah says to her, if you can get the dog's hair to look half as good as yours, you'd be adopted today. (laughs) And then she accidentally sprays Rebecca with a hose And Rebecca snapped, and she says, the fact that I'm dating Cappy is eating you up inside. And I'm pretty sure I remember this scene being on, like, a teaser trailer episode on ABC Family. Like, I remember them being, like, next week on Greek and seeing, like, this specific line. The fact that I'm dating Cappy is eating you up inside. It, like, triggered something in my brain. And this is when Rebecca lets Casey know that she will be bringing Cappy to the Dave Dash and Casey says that's fine because it's not going to be awkward (laughs) because why would it be of course not even (laughs) if she even no matter who Rebecca brings to that Dave Dash it would be
0: awkward totally
1: I actually like feel like
2: Casey is she really doesn't want this to bother her like it is bothering her but I really do feel like she it's not coming from like she's not faking it for Rebecca's sake, I think she's faking it for her own sake. Like, she doesn't want to be annoyed
1: by this, which mm. she obviously is. Mm.
0: She's on the highway to the discomfort zone, as this episode might say. Mm,
1: yes. So, now at the K T house, the pledges are revealing their project, and Ben Bennett is introducing the swingling. Egyptian Joe and Kathy are absolutely not impressed, but do you know who is? Fever? He's stoked. <laughs> he charges it and immediately falls and hurts himself because the swing cannot hold his weight.
2: Do you, you know what this reminded me
1: of? Jersey Shore when they get the stripper pole
2: and Ronnie jumps on oh my it God. and jumps on it and it immediately falls over. That was exactly what
1: it looked like. Yeah.
2: There was, it was not structurally sound at all and Beaver goes in
1: full force. Obviously it doesn't end well. Cappy kind of freaks out at that and He's like, start over, do better, not interested. Which Rusty knew was going to be the case. I feel like he
2: gets the most mad that we've ever seen him.
1: Yeah, he freaks. And I also think he kind of wants to like put on a little bit of a show for Egyptian Joe. Maybe subconsciously. Like he's trying to impress Egyptian Joe. And he doesn't want him to think like his pledges are falling behind. Mm -hmm. I I think. I agree. So Ash is reminding Casey that she's over Cappy. She says you need to bring a date for the dash and she needs to find one ASAP. And it's really a a defense maneuver that's happening here. And they both realize Jonah, the shelter guy, is the perfect option. And at that moment, he's washing a golden retriever with his shirt off.
0: (laughs) Conveniently.
1: Yeah, kind of just like the perfect little moment. And so that's who Casey is gonna take.
0: Yeah, that seals the deal. The golden retriever, (laughs) honestly, hot shirtless guy bathing a golden retriever like that that is honestly heart melted
1: and it's the it's the perfect optics it is so the kt pledges are not like stoked on starting over with the project ben bennett tells rusty that it's up to him to convince cappy that the swingling was good enough he's not saying like, it's up to you to make up a new project. He's saying, we're counting on you to convince Cappy since Cappy thinks everything you do is amazing. And so Rusty is kind of at a crossroads here. And then we get another Dale and Calvin scene where Dale asks Calvin if he's feeling any less gay today, which he's not. And he tells him he brought this underwear catalog and he's saying stop when you see a man that you think is attractive um and then he pulls out what is it is it an old sock is it like
0: a a banana oh it's a banana banana peel but you can't tell it literally looks like an octopus
1: i thought it was an octopus tentacle i was like what is happening here
0: i thought it was Uh, a thong like i thought it was like a dirty like jock strap or thong or something i was like where did he get that
1: yeah it was unclear he's Basically trying to do, like, aversion therapy with every time he sees an attractive man, he puts this in his face. And then Calvin starts throwing, like, the Bible verses back at him and proving that not everything that is written in the Bible is meant to be, like, taken literally and taken to the end of time. And Dale gets really uncomfortable. He can't face the music. He he doesn't, like, want to engage in Calvin's version of the Bible.
2: (laughs)
0: no leviticus
2: Dale, like calvin says like why do you care like why do you care so much and dale says that he thinks that calvin deserves to be happy and how could calvin be happy if he's not going to go to heaven and that's when they start talking about leviticus and then calvin's like well it says other things besides what you're saying like you can't wear like blended fibers or whatever <laughs> yeah. and that really seems to throw dale through the loop as he's wearing his poly blend shirt. As well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he just leaves. So yeah. He's like, whatever. Now we're at Dobblers at the Date Dash. Casey, Cappy, and Rebecca are all sitting together. And I guess this is because it's Big Sis Little Sis Week, so you have to sit with your big sis and little sis. But it's a little, like, come on. Why? <laughs> like, just too somewhere much. else. Too much.
0: Lizzie had something to do with this. You know yeah. it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. She definitely had her hand in this. And Rebecca's really rubbing in this relationship in Casey's face. And Casey has to get up and leave. And she goes to take a shot and asks Ashley to save her from them. And this is when Jonah walks in and he has like, you know, a cute little rom-com entrance. And Casey is relieved to see him and he apologizes for being late because he had to bottle feed some
0: kittens,
1: which of course, how darling.
0: That's so cute.
1: So cute. We love. So they go back to the table and this foursome is just so weird. (laughs) More of them. Like (laughs) what could they possibly be talking about? Cappy brings up that he saw a video of A cat sucking on a guy's nipple which no one really has a response to so he just points out that the internet's insane which really this was kind of the beginning of youtube this youtube was only like maybe a year and a half old at this point right like uh charlie bitney's heyday yeah oh man
0: oh you're so right
1: and then lizzie comes over to the table and she cards everybody And it takes Rebecca's beer away, which Rebecca looks very sour about. And she turns to Jonah, and she's kind of into Jonah too. And she tells him he's beautiful, and she's looking at his ID and like looking at his features. And she's like, I think she's a little jealous of Casey, even though she had a moment with Dean Bowman. She's Playing the field at CRU.
0: Totally, yeah. She's really flirty with him, and she's like hazel eyes. <gasps> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I laughed out loud. She is just like the funniest character to me.
1: She's so fun. <laughs> Bubbly just brings life to every scene. And then in the KT house, Rusty's in the basement. He's just calling out for Cappy. Which, like, okay. Cappy's clearly not even there. He's at the date dash, And he finds Egyptian Joe in, like, a, a fort. No, it's Vesuvius. Oh, it's Vesuvius. He lives inside of Vesuvius. Oh, my God. Do you know what was happening? I was watching this during the day, and the scenes were so dark that I couldn't see <laughs> what, what was happening. I thought it was a, a sheep fort. Like, no, I... Thought.
0: Yeah, and he there's, like, some... Like, the fog or whatever is coming out of Vesuvius, but I thought he had like hot boxed like a fort.
1: And it is covered by a sheet. He just has the worst vibes. It's not even, it's just like, it's uncomfortable. Like it's, if I were in a room with him, I wouldn't feel safe you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I just got to chill. He's creeping me out. And so he tells Rusty basically like, that was a bad effort. Oh my gosh. His voice was also reminding me of how Austin Butler won't stop talking <laughs> in the Elvis accent. Yes.
0: Oh my god, you're <laughs> right. You're like, so it's right. It's
1: so weird the way this guy is talking.
0: That's what his voice sounds like. Yeah. It's Austin Butler as Elvis. As
1: Elvis in Street Clothes. At, at Cannes.
0: <laughs> in The Carrie Diaries, starring Anna-Sophia Robb. Oh,
2: my God. All roads lead back to Anna-Sophia Rob. Wait,
1: Austin Butler's in The carry Diaries? Yeah. He is. So basically, he's saying, just do the project on your own, Rusty. That's what I did. My first attempt wasn't good, and everybody loved me for making a cool project, and I just did it, and you should just do it. And this is, like, kind of exactly what Rusty was hoping for, because he loves to be the savior, It's
2: also what Rusty knows is the opposite of the advice that Cappy would give him if he had talked to
1: him. Yeah, so good thing he was at the date dash and couldn't give him real advice. Right. (laughs) Back at the date dash, Jonah is telling Casey how he wants to be a vet. And she's just staring down Rebecca and Cappy as this is happening she's watching them kiss and then she throws herself on jonah makes out with him a little bit and then says that she wants another drink and just continues drinking
0: quite ferociously yeah she's getting messy it's like honestly it was stressing me out Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i hate watching someone on tv like get really drunk when you know like it's always like when they either have like something really big the next day or when they're like trying to like make like impress someone and it just makes you so uncomfortable to watch
2: yeah art imitates life thomas
0: <gasps> oh my gosh um, Thank you more
2: at rusty's dorm he's on the computer dale's alarm starts going off it's like what is it uh
0: hallelujah
2: yeah it's <laughs> really loud he goes over he turns it off dale wakes up he's like you're on the- you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and we find out that Rusty has stayed up all night to design a video game of Kappa Tau, Kappa trust
1: I kind of like the name. I'm not going to lie. I also was big into Tetris in 2007 on my mint chocolate phone. So, oh, here. Yeah, <laughs> I love
0: Tetris.
1: He's taken Tetris and
2: he's like made all of the shapes Kappa Tau related. There's a beer bong a keg and so on and so forth.
0: Rusty's like, but I need to beta test it. Like he's being so official about it. He's like, we cannot launch without beta test.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I really was hoping I wasn't going to have to talk about this part. <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> no, I can do it. And perhaps the worst scene of this show so far, in my opinion. <laughs> and I can't see anything really topping <laughs> I certainly hope not. Casey wakes up in Jonah's bed which the room immediately looks uh youthful is the words that I'll use yeah and she's disheveled he's not she's like has kind of like seems like she doesn't know where she is
1: well he stopped drinking because he was driving home (laughs) right
2: um his mom comes in the room and she has breakfast for him and if she had known there was a guest, she would have brought more lucky charms. She tries to introduce herself to Casey. Like she, she it doesn't yeah. leave immediately. No, she doesn't leave. Um, Casey's very uncomfortable. And she basically pulls like an Amy Poehler in ah. girl. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I told Jonah, if he's going to have sex, I want him to do it under my roof, which, okay. The way she's she it. Is-
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> very creepy too she's like under my it's
2: roof. really really disturbing but that's not the most disturbing part of this scene somehow nope. she leaves and, and casey's like oh you live with your parents thinking that's the worst part of this and he says yeah i do and she's like well how like what does she say how old are you i
1: think he says I think like he only until graduating right right he's like yeah
2: well, i graduate and she's like Oh, aren't you like? I think she says, "Aren't you in college?" She's like, "No, I'm in high school." And then she says, "How old are you?" And we find out that Jonah is
1: 16. He's turning 17 in two weeks, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Casey does freak out. He he says he invites her to his birthday party that's happening yeah. in two weeks in his backyard, and he says, "But I, I just want to warn you, my mom's insisting I have opinion. <laughs> that's what he wants to warn her about. Oh, Not God. two days ago, by the way, I'm 16. I would say
2: that this plot line would never happen nowadays, but it literally happened in an episode of Emily and Paris. So that's just not true. Uh,
0: Anton, do you see the movie? I mean, this was less reason, but do you see Trainwreck with Amy Schumer, who I brought up yeah. earlier? Yeah. Um, same exact thing happened, right?
2: Ezra... I'd, love to, I'd <laughs> love to just never have this as like a plot again. But yeah.
1: So it stays
2: sh- happening. She leaves. Then at Capitao Rusty is showing the pledges his video game tris And the pledges are not happy. They're like of course you're doing this. It's always the Rusty show. You mm-hmm. always come in to save the day. Basically, everything we've been saying about Rusty. And then Rusty whips out his tiniest violin and is like, Well, I just don't have experience working in a team setting.
1: It's so weird.
0: It's oh like, my God. Yeah.
2: What? What is this excuse? Yeah. Have you done a group project ever in your life? That it has nothing to do with the fact that you didn't have friends. And so then Ben Bennett is just like okay, you need to help us brainstorm. Like, don't just do the project on your own. Like, obviously we're not going to like that. Like, if you want to be a part of our group, then you have to like join in with us and we'll think of a better idea. Mm -hmm. Fair enough, Ben Bennett. So Casey is walk of shaming into the ZBZ house. And honestly, she's pulling off this look. I liked it like the off the shoulder shirt, she has her hair in a little bun. She walks in and it's in the middle of the big sis, little sis brunch. And Lizzie is like very judgy. And Casey says that she is dressed like that, like in her same clothes, because she is conserving water (laughs) and being a friend to the environment, which appeases Lizzie. She walks away and Ashley comes over and is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you, you know, spent the night with Jonah. And he, he tells Ashley that he's 16
1: and Ashley's horrified. She says, isn't that illegal? First time anybody's mentioning the legality here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he, <laughs> he might he's... be on Catch a Predator.
2: Which they had mentioned earlier. Mentioned, in yeah. The
0: episode. So she's so like she excited
2: that I have to go watch Catch Predator. So, although Casey doesn't seem concerned enough with that aspect of it, but- she is a predator. At least it's been brought to her attention, I guess. And then Casey is basically just like, I let Cappy and Rebecca get to me. Like, that's why I did this. And like, you know, I messed up. Like this was all just a reaction to seeing them together. So then we go to another disturbing scene. Dale finds Calvin on a bench and says he's looking straighter. Dale says that Calvin has to start appreciating the female form. So they're sitting there objectifying women from a bench, from afar. And Calvin is a really good emotional manipulator. And I feel that he's using his powers for good, so I'm fine with it. And he basically says that, like, Dale don't you think the reason that you're trying to turn me straight is because you might be gay? And he lists all these reasons. Like, you know, you're part of this group where you don't have sex. Like you just hang out with these guys and you can appreciate the male
1: form and
2: all of these things. And that just immediately sends Dale into a tailspin. You can just tell he's going to spiral from that comment. Calvin says to Dale, if he ever needs to talk, he's there for him. So then we see Kathy sitting at some tables by the coffee, or I guess it's like a restaurant on campus. And he's talking to Beaver and he's breaking the news to Beaver that he is dating Rebecca and that, you know, Beaver won't get to fulfill his dreams of being with her. And Casey, as Beaver walks away, Casey walks up and she says she has to apologize for not being a good friend. And right when I think this is going to take a good turn, like Casey's going to kind of own up for being weird at Dobblers, instead she says as a good friend, she has to warn him that he's making a mistake with Rebecca.
1: I didn't think this went south, (laughs) (laughs) nor do I think she was being weird at Dobblers. (laughs) besides the making out with the underage person of course she was gonna be uncomfortable Rebecca did that to make her feel uncomfortable that's why she went and accepted the date at the time that she did yeah
0: I do hear you I think I think given I think Casey's intentions here are like twofold like part of her is she wants to protect Cappy because I think she does know how pure he is. And she's only seen really like this really vicious side of Rebecca. But then I think there is also this part of her that like selfishly is like, we actually really miss you. And now I really realize that because you're dating my nemesis. Yeah.
1: i agree but also she's not wrong in her perception of everything rebecca's ever done that she toys with people just to get what she wants from casey's perspective mm-hmm. that's true yeah she's not wrong uh but that was still true a couple days ago
2: it's just now that she's realized that she's has these like feelings still for him that she's making it known.
1: yeah but she he came up turning them out of nowhere you know i
2: think she's handling it terribly but to each their own. This is why we have this podcast. <laughs> so she says that she still cares about him. And he says that he cares about Rebecca. And that that's because Rebecca likes him for him. So it seems that this scene ends with their Casey and Kathy's very short lived friendship also ending. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, that was harsh woman. too. That I, was, like-
2: was pretty harsh, but I, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that he was in the wrong in this scene I know like he was kind of coming hard for a girl that he likes
1: and he was defending her yeah. I don't think either of them were in the wrong
0: no and you can see in <laughs> Cappy's or not Cappy you can see in Casey's eyes when he says like she likes me for me it's like Casey sees how she has been like constantly telling Cappy like I need to think about my future mm-hmm. she wasn't thinking about him she really didn't like him for him or maybe she didn't show that
2: Yeah. So the KT pledges unveil a new project to the actives and it is a brewery-ish. It's like a big active (laughs) keg. Cappy's super impressed. The guys are really happy. They say Cappy gets the first taste. It's taking a while to come out of the tap. It is mud like it's just sludge yeah
0: oh yeah it's gross
2: <laughs> Kathy goes to drink it and it like will barely come out of the cup like and he just can't even like, he doesn't drink it he's like it doesn't matter how it tastes like good job guys beavers <laughs> eager to drink it and it doesn't mind the taste yeah <laughs> Kathy says that the great thing about brotherhood is that it makes you bond with different people and he's like very happy that Rusty's getting along, getting along with the other pledges It seems like he's about to tell Rusty about Rebecca, but then the pledges actually invite Rusty to go to IHOP with them. And he's like, oh, just go. And so he doesn't tell him.
1: I went to IHOP a lot in college. Like, this scene is really feels like very authentic. It's open at all hours. Quick to egg breakfast. Right. So then back in the dorm room, Dale is cleaning
2: out his room. He's cleaning out, quote, all of the gay from his life. And Calvin says, like, you're not gay, Dale. And he's like, I know that, but you're trying to, like, persuade me or something.
1: He's staying vigilant.
2: Yeah. And so he's throwing out a CD of Tim McGraw because his jeans are too tight. (laughs) Uh, And he, and Calvin's like, no one can make you gay, just like you can't make anyone straight. And you know, Dale, they're kind of going back and forth. Dale's like, well, that's just what I believe. And Calvin says, well, college is all about challenging your beliefs. And Calvin says that he just wants Dale to accept that, you know, he's gay. And that, and Dale says that he does, he does accept Calvin at the end of the conversation. they kind of come to a meeting point. And then that's when Calvin says, next, I'm going to work on like the, getting the flag down, the Confederate Mm -hmm. flag. And then Dale takes his Tim McGraw CD out of the trash and decides that he can keep it.
1: And this scene actually cured homophobia in America. Mm-hmm. Um, they fixed it. This and the PSA, the uh, Hillary Duff PSA. Right.
0: Oh my God. Knock I've it seen, off. Yeah, knock the it
2: off. of uh, anti-homophobia. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Honestly, and honest, I've seen Tim McGraw in concert twice, and I'm <laughs> not a fan at all. I don't know how that's happened. But I'm not a fan. Did you go
1: with Anna, <laughs> Sophia Rob?
0: Oh my God, Thank no! Mama's um, seen
2: a lot of secrets from us.
0: Yeah, I, it was like my senior year of high school. I just remember, like, within the span of one summer, going to two Tim McGraw concerts <laughs> and like no other concerts.
1: It was in one year.
0: Yeah, it was very upsetting. <laughs>
1: Thomas, I feel like, uh, like, in season three, there's going to be an episode where you are, like, a walk-on character, and that's when we find out. That I'm, like, on the <laughs> show. <laughs> I wish. Who's to say? I got stuck
2: with all of the scenes that make me want to claw my eyes out. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: one's not good either. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> Rusty is walking with the pledges, and he catcalls a girl who's running down Greek row. And the girl turns around. Nice tail lace. Yeah. And it's his sister. It's Casey. Running in the
1: cutest little outfit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running in at leisure,
1: but okay. <laughs> it was um,
0: like a juicy track suit. <laughs>
1: yeah, a cropped Terry Cloth, zip-up hoodie, and little <laughs> matching terry cloth shorts. I'd wear it.
2: Yeah, it was cute. So and Rusty thought so too. Yeah. Uh. So um they kind of start talking, the pledges leave them. And she tells Rusty that Cappy is dating Rebecca. She's like, oh, I'm running away from my problems. Haven't you heard? Cappy is dating Rebecca. And Rusty says that they should put a hit on her. So he's yeah, like, he Rusty, does. Or he's filling uh, Ashley's role yes. with violence. Taking
1: a page out of Ash's book for sure.
2: Casey says that she felt better knowing that Cappy was there for her. So like, that's why this is really hard on her. She feels like she's like losing him. And then honestly, Rusty launches into this very long analogy about a safety net and like walking a tightrope that I just couldn't get myself to care about. Okay,
1: honestly, it was kind of like good advice. He said the reason people get scared when they lose their safety net is because they start to doubt themselves, which I think Casey needed to hear. Yeah, I think I, I
0: needed to hear this. Like, I think I needed to hear it. Like too. I started to get a little emotional when he said that. Stop. I don't know. I feel like all of it, like I've been feeling really overwhelmed lately, and I feel like oh my gosh, I was like maybe I'm feeling afraid because I'm doubting myself, and I think right, uh,
1: Thomas, this resonated with me too.
0: I'm just overwhelmed by how well received our podcast is, <laughs> <laughs> minus the one star review.
1: Yeah, seriously, we just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay i need to move on from this because i'm thinking about the beginning of this scene and i hate it so much so casey like runs back to the zvz house where rebecca immediately fat shames her mm-hmm. and says oh good i'm glad you were on a run you were looking puffy Yep. Yeah. she's like the hits just keep on coming i can't handle this <laughs> so then casey says that she's gonna stay out of their relationship like she tells rebecca like i'm gonna stay out of you and kathy's relationship but If you hurt him, I'll hurt you. Catch these hands. And right as she says that, Lizzie comes up to take a commemorative picture of the big sis, little sis duo. And that's how the episode ends.
1: Cute. I
2: have plucked each individual eyelash from my eye at this point because I am in so much
0: pain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was a rough episode. This was bumpy. Uh,
0: Not many winners.
1: My winner's Rusty. Mm. Oof. <laughs> that is a take. <laughs> well, I think he learned how to assimilate with his peers. And he did not get there easily, but he got there. Right, that's fair. We're seeing some character development.
2: He's not, like, he's, he's actively trying to not be annoying which I appreciate. Yeah. And he gave
1: that really good piece of advice at the end that Thomas and I both needed. To
0: <laughs> I feel like I always need someone to tell me to not doubt myself. <laughs> like that will always resonate.
1: I'll text you every morning.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would That's say long my long winner long. was <laughs> Cappy. I'd say Cappy is my winner. Like I think he, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like his best episode, but I think he was really open about some of his emotions to Casey and also I I did like how he told Rebecca that he wanted to tell Casey about them.
2: Happy was definitely my winner. I feel like he handled like a lot of situations very openly. Like he was very communicative and... When he stuck up for Rebecca, but in a very respectful way. I don't know. I thought it was good for him. Like he seems to be growing up a little bit. Loser. So Casey. many to
1: pick from <laughs> oh, Casey. That's <laughs> with a minor.
0: He is definitely um, um, Great about also
2: Dale, who's who tried his conversion oh, therapy. Yeah, I I I didn't really like anybody in it.
1: I don't know. The whole thing. I don't this episode is making us have to talk about things that are not.
0: That we don't want to, that we were never planning on talking about on this podcast.
1: Right. Like the fact that I said Rusty and the dog pen was giving it. <laughs> like we have gone so much for south.
2: You know, in the beginning of this podcast when we said we were going to talk about like what holds up and what doesn't, I didn't think we were going to have to talk about what doesn't hold up all in one episode. <laughs> right. I yeah. consolidated it for us. <laughs> <So>. Anywho. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.
0: <laughs> yeah, on this cringy rom. All um,
1: right, well. Thank
0: you. Thanks that's our, our show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, for joining, joining
0: us on this fun, town memory lane. Bye. Bye, everyone.